0: Frequency Cast, startup in progress.
1: Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show, the show that's driven by feedback from you. My name is Carl, and with me in the studio is our tech guru, Pete. In today's show, Show 75, we'll be
2: looking at the top products from this year's Gadget Show Live.
1: Here's what else we'll be talking about in today's tantalising take on technology.
2: An Egg That Can Reduce Your Carbon Footprint News of FreeSat The Next Generation How Titanic Saved The Future Of Radio Get Yourself A Piece Of BT's Historic Hardware Plus Google Drive, Apple TV and FrequencyCast on Android First
1: off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news.
0: FrequencyCast. Now Loading. News.
2: First off, some Freesat news. At Gadget Show Live this year, we saw a sign on the Freesat stand announcing some big changes coming soon. We understand that next-generation Freeview boxes are to be announced in the next few days. Rumours are that the new boxes will support more content over the internet, as well as the option to pay for premium content. More on this when we have it. Next, if you love Google, why not give them all of your documents? Last month, Google launched its cloud storage solution, called Google Drive. With this, you can store up to 5GB of data for free and access your documents via a browser, desktop or portable device. Google Drive lets you perform a plain text search on the contents of your documents. However, Google can use the contents of your documents to decide what type of advertising to show you. Next, more bad news for those waiting for the new Uview TV service, which was announced back in 2008. It's been delayed again. More on this later in the show. Next, the cash-free society is getting one step nearer. The O2 Wallet service has been revamped and is now available as a smartphone app. This lets you send up to £500 to anyone via a text message. You preload money from your bank or credit card and you can send money or shop online from your mobile. You can also get a contactless card that will let you use your O2 wallet on the high street. The mobile app also lets you scan products before you buy them to see if your O2 wallet can get them cheaper elsewhere. Link on our show notes. Next, your chance to own a unique piece of heritage. BT is selling off its old red K6 phone boxes. For under £2,000 plus VAT, you can buy a refurbished BT phone kiosk. We're told they make great greenhouses. Link on our show notes. And finally, an end to dirty phone calls. Have you ever thought about how many germs your mobile phone picks up in an average day? It's likely to hold more bacteria than a public loo. Well, the solution is almost here, in the form of a new mobile phone charger. Called the Phone Soap, this is a sealed box that you plug your phone into to charge and it zaps your phone with UVC light while charging to kill off those nasties. Expected price? Just $40. Watch this space. And that's all for this month's
1: Sanitised News. Thanks, Pete. For more on these stories, visit FrequencyCast.co.uk slash news. FrequencyCast. Now
0: loading. Focus.
1: So it's focus time, and what are we going to talk about today, Pete? Well, the first part of today's
2: focus takes a look at last month's Gadget Show Live up at the NEC in Birmingham. Now, we released a special show straight after the press day to help those of you planning a trip to the show. Thanks to all those of you who got in touch to say it was useful. Here's a short extract of that show, summing up our first day.
1: Well, we have seen, well, quite a diverse selection of things this time. That's what we've been aiming for, a bit of diversity. We've seen the X-Pro spirit level. Really? The, the, is that the, the best gadget we could find at the Gadget Show, was a spirit level? No, it was the most diverse gadget I could find at the uh, Gadget Show. My favourite, I think, has to
2: go to the Bubble Pix 360. It clips onto your iPhone 4 on a special
1: case and gives you 360 panoramic video and stills. They were pretty awesome, weren't they? These are the pictures of the future. And then, of course, we went to Parrot and they, uh, well, what was that thing? That was just something out of the future, wasn't it?
2: The product that Carl's referring to there is a pretty awesome piece of flying tech and Asif from Parrot explains just what was being shown off.
0: So we have a number of our products here. We have our car kits, our home speakers and digital photo frames. And we also have here right next to us the AR Drone 2.0, which we're premiering here in the UK today. The AR Drone. And it looks
1: phenomenal. It's like, it is a sci-fi movie in front of me. I, I tell you, I just want to make a film right now. This is going to be brilliant. Tell me, one, two, three, four fans and, and a shot, uh, sort of a sci-fi space shuttle look around it. What does it do? Yeah, so we call it a quadricopter and it's flown via a smartphone or an iPad. Hold on a minute. I love the name. And again? A quadricopter. Of course it is. Silly me. And it's
0: controlled by your what? By your smartphone or an iPad, it connects it via Wi-Fi, and all you do to fly it is very simple. As you lean your phone around, it mimics your movements. So if you lean your phone forwards, it flies forwards and and back, for example.
1: Phenomenal, so I'm a pilot just with my iPhone. That is fantastic. Have you got anyone that can fly one here? Absolutely, my colleague Stuart here will uh, give you a quick demo. All right then, I shall go over to the pilot,
0: um, Stuart. Have you got your selfie helmet on, ready to go? Okay, tell me, what are you going to do first? Okay, I've got on the screen of my iPhone, I've got a takeoff button and two pressure pads. So as soon as I hit the takeoff button, my drone flies up to about a metre high and stabilises itself. When I tilt the iPhone forward, it goes forward, backwards, left and right. And then the other pad on the other side increases the height and the yaw left and right. And then also I can do a trick by double press of the pad, it does a somersault. That's phenomenal. Let me just talk the uh, listeners through what I'm looking at here. Not only is this thing
1: hovering at a steady height, it's, and you say it's self-correcting, um, is it? Yeah, as soon as I let go
0: of the controls, it self-corrects itself. It's That's got brilliant. Ultrasound sensors and pressure sensors. So it's, it's got its own little onboard computer that monitors what's happening in the environment and it stabilises itself.
1: This is brilliant. It's got some uh, little red LEDs,
0: one on each fan. That's obviously to tell people to keep away from the uh, fast-moving equipment. Yeah, we've got two green LEDs at the front and two red at the back, so we know which direction we're flying in. Oh,
1: fantastic. Has it got indicators as well? (laughs) I wish it had. (laughs) And hazards. Um, So what happens on the screen? I'm looking at your iPhone screen. You've got an emergency button. Is that the ejector seat? Yeah, that is. As
0: soon as I hit that, it just automatically lands.
1: Oh, brilliant all, all under its own steam so yep. you don't need to control its, its landing it will be a perfect landing and it won't damage the equipment obviously yeah.
0: or the onboard computer i have a landing button a landing and a takeoff button the emergency is just if i can't got into any trouble and i wanted to kill the power i just kill the power and it lands safely
1: brilliant now there's something else on on this what what's that image that looks like the gadget show
0: ahead of the it hasn't got a camera on it, has it? Yeah, it's got two cameras 720p, so a HD on the camera, so we can see our flight, what we're doing on the screen of the iPhone. We've also got augmented reality games, so we can race against our friends, and also we can uh, have sort of shoot 'em ups all done on the screen, so you can fire at your friends, you can record your flight, you can take pictures while you're flying. It's great. This is fantastic. This is so cool. Tell me something, how well does it operate outside or is it more of an indoor gadget? No, it's indoor or outdoor. It comes with an indoor hull which is what you're seeing now with protective circles around the propellers. So if you do hit anything, it bounces off. And then the outdoor hull is smaller without the protection round and also it's lighter. So you just change the setting within the the application and you can go outdoors and fly to the range of your Wi-Fi, which is about 50 metres. And also what I like about
1: this is, uh, superficially, it, it doubles up in the summer as, as a giant fan, doesn't it? And we could just <laughs> hover that above your head and watch TV, couldn't you? You could indeed, yeah. I want to know two things. One,
0: where can I get one from? Parrot ourselves, we, we have distributors that sell the AR Drone 2.0. There are lots of distributors out there that sell the product and they're retailing for two nine nine. and they're going to be released, the AR Drone 2.0 released in June in the UK. Thank you very much. That's really good. Thank you very much for your time, Stuart. Um, hold on a
1: minute. You got something to say? I have a question. Range of 50 metres. Can I hover over my rather cute neighbour's garden and uh, take a picture? It's possible, yeah. If that's uh, what floats your boat, you can do that. Obviously not tried and tested by the, this one's a proper military pilot. He doesn't do that mucking around. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
2: That's the Parrot AR Drone 2.0. Next, we're going to tell you about what was probably the best piece of cutting-edge energy-saving tech that we found. Carl, please describe this product.
1: Well, it looks like a a light sensor, it's like a motion sensor thing, on an egg-shaped stand, and uh, it looks like it has a battery cover on the back, and an on-off switch on the top. If you lift it up on the underside, it's got a, a timer, it's like an egg timer. Is this the new egg timer of the future? Not quite. Now I'm in the fortunate position that I've actually been playing with one of these for about a month now
2: and they are very very good. The purpose of them of course is energy efficiency and with fuel bills on the rise we all need to do what we can to save on our electricity. So go on then John, tell me what this little beastie does.
3: Well what this little beastie does essentially is it turns things off automatically for you. So uh, it was invented by this guy Brian who has three young daughters and he was forever telling them to turn off things after they finished using them and they never did it and he got tired of telling them to do it so he thought why don't I just get something that will do it automatically and so he did what any of us would have done and invented something and the rest is history so it's essentially a motion sensor that can tell when you're out of the room the egg timer that you pointed out there can be set to between five minutes and half an hour and when it detects a room is empty and that timer runs down it will turn off anything connected to it
2: now that is rather clever there's one of those by my desk in my office at the moment and I've set it to five minutes. When I wander out of the office, what it does for me, and I don't know if anybody else has the same, mine powers off my printer, powers off my monitor, and powers off my powered speakers. When I walk back in the room, it frightens the life out of me by beeping and turning them back on. Uh, And of course, while I'm out of the room, I don't have to remember to switch these things off. I'm assuming that is pretty much the basics of it, is it's to kill equipment that you're not using when you're not there.
3: A lot of energy gets wasted, you know, not through kind of, inefficiency of appliances but just by behavior you know you you go make a cup of tea and get talking to someone and then you end up out of the room for half an hour and you've missed your whole tv show but the tv's been on the whole time the energy egg will stop that happening
2: and also some safety aspects somebody was suggesting uh irons and hair straighteners that people tend to leave on and could burn the place down this will automatically disable those when you go away is that right
3: yeah we've actually had people today talking about both of those things No, that's exactly right yeah safety of course you don't you don't want to leave your iron on and also, even if you haven't left it on, it will give you peace of mind. Because you've all had that moment where, say, you're going on holiday and then you think, oh god, did I leave this on, did I leave that on, did I leave my iron or hair straighteners on? And even if you didn't leave them on, if you've got one of these, you'll know that it will catch it if you left it back, and So you'll know, either way, it will be switched off.
2: Now, I'm a busy person. When I'm at my desk, I'm normally bashing away on the keyboard and writing tech reviews and all sorts of other things. I have been known to sit very still while I'm at my machine. Will this turn everything off around me or do I need to kind of wave my arm every few minutes?
3: It will not turn anything off if you're in the room, that's the uh, clever thing about it.
2: Don't I have to jump up and down and wave my arms?
3: You don't have to jump up and down and wave your arms, no. It's got a smart motion sensor with software inside it um, to match it called a sit-still sensor and that's a unique technology. What this does, it can tell the difference between an empty room and one where you're sitting still. So if you're watching your favourite movie and you're thoroughly engrossed in it and you're gripped and you're sitting motionless, you do not want the TV to do turn itself off right at the climatic final scene. It won't happen with this energy. It can tell when you're in the room or when you're not.
2: Am I also right that you can chain these so you have one sensor and it can switch off multiple sockets?
3: Our manufacturers have told us that it can switch off unlimited sockets. We've tested it up to 12 so we say 12 and we can't, in all honesty, envision anyone needing more than 12 for their home.
2: Now, given energy prices are on the rise, obviously there is a point where it's cost effective to get one of these or not to get one of these. What is the, uh, the retail price for this product and how quickly would one pay for itself, do you think?
3: The retail price for this product for one egg and one socket is 40 quid. There's also a family pack, which is one egg and three sockets, so that is 50 quid. And because sockets in John Lewis sell at 8 quid a piece, there is obviously a, a saving in getting the family pack. Now, this should pay for itself fairly quickly, but as it is behavioral based, that very much depends on the individual user profile. But what we have on our website, www.treegreen.net, is we have an energy saving calculator, which is exactly what it sounds. You go on, you put there's a list of appliances, you put you know, how many hours a day you think you leave them on, and then it will tell you how much you stand to save with an energy egg. So most people will find that this will pay for itself from six months to a year, but by using the energy saving calculator, you can make sure it's the right product for you.
2: Superb, and this has just hit the market. You can get them from your website. Give me that blatant plug again for the web address.
3: www.treegreen.net
2: Now, we also found these available online at Tesco's and somewhere else you can get them?
3: John Lewis, we've just launched in John Lewis online and in stores, so we're very excited about that. Superb, excellent. Well,
2: I'm in love with my energy egg already. I'm going to stop waving my arms now because I was under the mistaken belief I need to keep moving about in the office. No good giving one a Carl for his office because he uh, constantly sleeps. No, I'm constantly comatised. <laughs> that's the one, thank you very much. So obviously the energy egg has some serious potential for energy saving. Do you guys have anything in the market that's going to uh, improve on this or uh, expand the line at all?
3: Everything's still at a conceptual stage but we do have a couple of ideas of where we want to go with this. Um, something people keep bringing up with us is does it do lights? because at the moment it just does the plug socket and we are making light fixtures that will work exactly the same as the socket so you will be able to turn off your lights with the Energy Egg which is a big step forward I think. In the long run though, in the long long run, what we want is your whole kind of home control system that will completely optimize your entire energy performance. You know, you'll have your, your centralized HAL 9000 console or whatever you want to call it or more likely just your phone actually. We'll set up like a network of Energy Eggs and similar devices throughout your entire home that will cut down on your energy use substantially streamline every aspect of your domestic life. That's the end game, that's what we're working towards.
1: The future is bright. Excellent. Quite an exotic piece of equipment.
3: Thanks a lot, and I'm glad you made it right the way to the end of the interview without cracking any yolks.
2: Ah, the old ones are the best, eh? Now, lots of new products get launched at Gadget Show Live, and we caught up with John from Sound Science about the rather noisy launch of a new speaker.
4: This is basically a Bluetooth uh, portable speaker. It's a uh, 25-watt output so much more output than uh, than in a normal Bluetooth speaker. It charges up in an hour, and it runs for 30 hours continuous play at 75% of full volume for 30 hours. Hold on
1: one second, so we're saying 25 watts, yes. one hour charge time, that's yes. a quick charge time, isn't it? It is. Wow, this is an efficient piece of technology. Now, it's about the size of a Rubik's Cube. It's black, it's sleek, it's got a nice chrome rim finish to a black sort of flight case look four rubber feet on the bottom, one switch on the back, and uh, quite frankly, a beautiful sounding device. Oh, thanks. You can play this in in a
4: conventional way, like this, facing forward, or you can play it facing upward. Right
2: then, let's uh, put this one to the test. Well, let's find out how it connects, first of all. So, like you say, it's slightly larger than a Rubik's Cube. The one thing I notice is no 3.5mm jack socket and no audio lead hanging out at the back. So it must be that wireless magic stuff. I'm going to talk to Chai now, who's going to explain how I physically get some audio from uh, this MP3 player onto this speaker. All you need to do is just turn on the uh, the, the Bluetooth aspect of it, the phone and go to the, the Bluetooth pairing and pair it up with the, the speaker with a password. And then you're all set up. Let's give it a bit of music. Let's play the frequency cast theme.
1: That's not bad. From a little, small speaker, that's rather impressive sound. It's amazing, what they've got is, is, obviously this is a mono speaker, but they've done a pseudo-stereo sound and to be honest with you though, for the uh, sort of people that are going to use this, which is any youngster, let's be honest, uh, putting that out, but that's going to disturb every household and the parents are going to hate them for it. But what I did like about it is it has an auto shutdown, so that if they forget to turn off their devices, that doesn't waste their power. Amazing little speaker, that is putting out a frightening
2: amount of power. And uh, I do like the, the uh, playtime, 30 hours, is that correct? That's correct, yeah, 30 hours, yeah. And if someone wants to buy one of these in the UK, they've just launched today here at uh, Gadget
4: Show. They'll be available in a couple of weeks, and the retail on this is
2: uh, $59.95. Wonderful, excellent. And where can they get them from?
4: Well, these will be on amp3.com,
2: addictions Online, uh, Dixon's Black Stores, but certainly from our good friends at advancedmp3players.com. Now, you had some technology you were talking to us about earlier, and you're showing us a a larger speaker here. You were saying this has potential to change the way sound works at home. Well, you were just using
4: the phrase about a house disturber. This thing puts out RMS 150, 160 watt, but actually a peak output of 250. It's a 2.1 system, as you can see, all put into one box. So what you've got there is you've got two side firing speakers, 30 watt BMR speakers, you've got a front firing subwoofer, 90 watt subwoofer, and you've got an amp all built into this one single box. It's wireless, all you need to do to make it work is plug it into the wall socket. It's a new concept. We believe that this has a lot going for it because it eliminates wires, it eliminates a lot of extra clutter from extra speaker boxes.
2: What about sharing your music around the house? Can that help with that at all?
4: Yeah, this, uh, this product is a wireless product and uh, is based on a, a new wireless platform, which is variously called Wi-Fi Direct or Intel Wireless Music or whatever. And you can basically play from any enabled device to any other device with this. It'll also do, uh, do multi-room, it's got a much, much bigger range than uh, the Bluetooth we were looking at. Bluetooth has a 10 meter range, this has a 100 meter range.
2: Wonderful. And what sort of retail price are we looking at for this? This one will retail around £300. Now, we recorded loads of other interviews on the day, many of which are now up on the FrequencyCast website, and we'll be featuring a few more hot products in the next show. Just before we move on, though, here's a bit of fun. I'm watching something rather interesting here. I'm watching Carl play Laura against an old-fashioned game, but on some new technology. Carl, what are you doing there? I'm playing air hockey. It's fantastic. On
1: what? on an iPad. Uh, I'm watching you. You're losing to a girl. This is embarrassing, Carl. Pardon? I'm not losing. I'm doing this second form of winning. So just explain what's going on here, Carl. What are you holding in your hand? It looks like a piece of Monopoly board there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's unusual for me to be holding this in my hand. I'm not normally. Uh, Hold a minute. I've got to win. Oh god why do you always interview me when I'm trying to play a game and win? I'm losing it. right, uh, it's it's like a yeah it's like a, a piece from a board game actually, but it's got a little felt bottom to it. I like things with felt bottoms. It's got a plastic top to it, and it looks like a miniature version of the well when you're playing air hockey the, the thing that you hold, you know the thing you hold. She's touching my hand now. Hey, stop it. I think she's cheating, she keeps winning. So just to explain, we've got an iPad here. I'm assuming this is a special game loaded onto an iPad. Laura is also here from, it says
2: Laura's from Jumbo. Hello, Laura. Hello. Is he any good?
1: Well, oh no, yeah, he is. He's actually beating me now.
2: Oh, harsh.
5: <laughs> right, let me turn to uh, Mikhail. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. Hi. So uh, which company are you from? sell Jumbo Games. Okay, and just um, tell me what you're actually selling here at Gadget Show. Well, these are little games, traditional games, but with a twist because you can play them on the iPad so these are all multiplayer games that bring people together which gives an edge on other games okay so we've got Air Hockey here what are the other games on display today yeah sure and uh, snakes and letters uh, well known game of goose a traditional board game and also fishing with real fishing rods
2: brilliant okay nice little selection and i'm assuming this is a retail pack this isn't just a games download you actually need the pack because it has the special uh, adapters in there is that right
5: Co- correct yeah you can buy it at retail uh, in a box, and then you can download the app for free. I see, excellent. And How much are these on sale for? 9.99. What's happening? She's won!
2: Were you cheating?
1: Definitely not.
2: <laughs> Obviously, she was. You know, she's a girl playing
1: ice hockey.
2: So, for those that can't make it down to Gadget Show Live, are these available for purchase anywhere
5: else? Yeah, sure. You can uh, buy them at uh, retail uh, and also online from your website, which is uh, jumbo.eu/slash eyepieces.
1: Okay, superb. Thank you very much. I'm just watching Carl being... Oh, are you actually winning now, Carl? Obviously. I let her win the first game. Superb. Well, perhaps you and I can play snakes and ladders later. Oh, I doubt it. That's far too fast pace for you.
2: there we go that's our experiences at the gadget show live up in birmingham and for more information on that go to the website frequencycast.co.uk forward slash gsl gadget show live now i'm with a voice that you would have heard if you were listening to our last show this is jim hello pete and we are back at a very lovely location whereabouts are we jim
6: we're back on the lv18 here in Harrogate,
2: Genetics. Indeed we are. This is an old light vessel, the old Trinity Lighthouse Vessel, which is uh, no more in operation, but uh, it's being used for us to do some radio experimentation. So we're stringing wires all over ships and doing various uh, transmissions to to anyone that's interested in picking us up. And uh, how's our day going so far, Jim?
6: Pretty good. We've had a lot of visitors today and we've managed to do some HF transmissions and some local 2 metre VHF transmissions.
2: And of course one of the reasons that uh, boats are very four in our mind here at FrequencyCast is of course this is the 100th anniversary of Uh, the Titanic. Indeed and of course radio played a very big part in Titanic and of course without that pioneering work from Marconi we wouldn't have things like the TV and radio that we're very familiar with. Taking it further forward are mobile phones as well. Of course, yes, we're all carrying around our own little mobile transmitters these days. Now, interestingly enough, a couple of weeks ago, we caught up with a chap called Tim Wanda, who is a historian looking at the early days of Marconi, and we had a chat with him to find out what the history of radio was all about. Something I didn't know, and I don't know whether you know this, Jim, but something could have happened 100 years ago that could have changed the entire future of radio.
7: And here's Tim to explain a little more about what we mean. The RMS Titanic set sail from Ireland, a ship of dreams, virtually unsinkable. Aboard you had two Marconi operators, but what you have to remember in those days is the Marconi operators, they were solely there to send messages for the clients and then, secondly, the crew. It was a paying service. The two operators were hired and paid by the Marconi company. They wore Marconi uniforms. It was actually a great life. They, they lived as first-class passengers. They worked eight-hour shifts to send messages on behalf of the clients. April the 14th, 1912, the Titanic struck an iceberg. The story is extremely well known. But 711 lives were saved solely because she carried radio. She was able to send a CQD distress or SOS, summon assistance to some 711 people who were floating in lifeboats at the time. That one event changed the world as we live in. And that's perhaps one of the reasons why the the sinking of the Titanic is so well-reported. Five, six years later, when the Lusitania was torpedoed, she went down with nearly 2,000 people. But today, most people wouldn't know who the Lusitania was. What is interesting is that Guglielmo Marconi was due to sail on the Titanic. He had to go to America for a legal case, and he sailed two weeks earlier on board the Lusitania, surprising enough. But on the day the Titanic sailed, his wife and family still held tickets to go on the Titanic. It just turned out his son went down with a very high fever, and they canceled on the eve of the sail Titanic. Now, something to think about is what the world would have been like if Marconi had gone down our Titanic. Would he have survived? Would his family have survived? If he had gone down, would British Broadcasting have been born? Would the company have survived his loss? And, of course, would we have had the shortwave beam system or even the first inklings of radar? So, on such things as missing a boat, the world changes and maybe our modern civilization hinges.
2: Thanks very much, Tim. And there's a longer version of that up on our website www.frequencycast.co.uk interaction. Well we couldn't lose the opportunity to do a few more of your questions and comments from the LV18 and we're actually in the radio room at the moment surrounded by all sorts of lovely bits of radio kit aren't we Jim? I bet you'd like some of this for your place.
6: Yes I don't know how it all works. Some classic bits of radio
2: equipment here. So Jim if I could ask you to uh, read us the first question for this month please.
6: Okay there Pete. Roger Fleming asks how can I stream BBC iPlayer through Apple TV to ordinary HD TV?
2: Hi Roger, well you can stream the BBC iPlayer from an iPad or an iPhone to a TV via Apple TV using the Apple AirPlay system. What you need to do is go to the BBC iPlayer app, double tap the Home button and scroll to the left twice to find the AirPlay button.
6: Darren Nay got in touch to ask, any more info on when the uView service is due to start? I've held off getting the basic BT Vision package as it doesn't come with FreeView HD.
2: The saga continues on this one. uView was announced in 2008 and was planned for 2010. When it finally launches, it will combine Freeview with catch-up TV and content over the internet. After the initial delays, Lord Sugar came on board and we were promised uView before this year's Olympics. Well, it now seems that that date has slipped again and it's been pushed back to the end of the year. This means it's likely to be overtaken by Freesat G2 as we covered in our news roundup. It's also gone rather quiet with Real Digital, the new satellite TV service. At the time of recording, their site is reporting maintenance work and boxes still aren't on sale.
6: Andrew Gates had the following to say about the New Look Gadget Show on Channel 5. As a Gadget Show fan, I think that it's a risky strategy to get rid of 60% of the presenters in one move. Personally, I think they should have done this over two seasons, maybe leaving Susie or Autis for this season to see how well the new format works. I like Jason and Polly, but are they enough? Any comments on the New Look Gadget Show? Please get in touch. Oh,
2: and a quick question from me. We've heard a rumor that the rules on PMR license-free radios have been relaxed and use of non-fixed aerials may have been approved, but we can't confirm this. If you know that this is true, please get in touch with a link. Jim,
6: what's next? Baza had this to say on our special audio update from Gadget Show Live last month. Anyone listening would be forgiven if they thought you were reporting from the iGadget show. Well, bleep those others, not in the high market share. They don't deserve a mention. Are you giving me a
7: telling
2: off there, Jim? I think so. I think Bazza is. Yes, Bazza. well, you're not wrong. There were indeed a lot of iPhone and iPad products at this year's show, and very little, sadly, in the way of new tech for Android phones and tablets or the new Windows phone. A real shame.
6: If you found a gadget or an app for Android that we should cover, please get in touch. And staying with Android, Andy says, I can't seem to find FrequencyCast on Google Play, which has replaced Market.
2: Well Andy, the FrequencyCast app is still available for free for Android mobile phones and tablets via Google Play. The link is up on our show notes, or from Google Play, you can just search for the word Cast as one word. Our free app is also available from the iTunes App Store. Thanks to Jim there for reading out today's
1: questions. Well, if you want to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail by calling 0208 133 4567 or you can text us on 07882 043 521. And finally for today, a quick reminder
2: that you can pick up a free audiobook courtesy of Audible. They offer over 60,000 audiobooks for download to your computer or your portable media player and you can get a 30-day free trial where you can keep your free book even if you cancel in the trial period. To take advantage of this nice little freebie, go to audible.co.uk forward slash FrequencyCast and you'll be helping
1: FrequencyCast
2: out too.
6: FrequencyCast. down in progress.
1: Thanks for listening to today's FrequencyCast. For news updates, show downloads, and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, you can sign up for free updates or click the Add Us to
2: iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter.
1: Our show is driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends.